What's up fellows, welcome back to another episode of the Public Announcement Podcast and today we are going to be talking about a, a topic which I promised I think it was one or two episodes before, uh, the cautious consumer as a term and my opinion on what is the most important lesson for everybody uh, to learn in order to survive in the modern world landscape. So what is the conscious consumer as a, as a notion or as a term? So we have explained in our hedonist episode is that spending money in a way on things, on random things and becoming hedonistic, you know, that's a bad belief. We have already explained why it is, so I won't really return to that. But I do think that mainly when finances are concerned or when, when money is concerned, you should really be careful about where you spend it or how you spend it or what you do with it. Uh, and, you know, many people would say no, but now the corona crisis has hit, not now, but prior. And we have seen what people who maybe have no savings or have not so much money are doing or what kind of uh, things they are encountering in everyday uh, life. And that has led me to make this episode to sort of try to, not educate, but try to, you know, give you some rules, basic tips you could follow. And that might maybe help you out, maybe not. I hope they do. So, in my opinion, the cautious consumer, or the term should mean a consumer, or a person who consumes, but is aware of the upsides and downsides of consumption and of the given product. It is something like an updated minimalist, but I think the term minimalist has been, you know, fucked to the point of no return. And uh, minimalist at this point means living with one shirt the entire time and sleeping on a mattress on the street because that saves money. I'm not gonna talk about that. We have done our episode on minimalists. You can go and listen to it, in my opinion, on the entire movement. The cautious consumer is not this giant ideology that can be written into a book or 20 chapters can be written about it. I think it's purely individual and it should be molded by every individual according to his needs. And cautious consumer is therefore something you as an individual should strive for to become. Something you you should actually, you know, try to at least somehow incorporate into your life. Uh, But as I said, some basic rules apply. So, you know, I have some of them right here, so let's just kind of read them out and explain it, and I think you'll get a better idea of what I'm talking about. So rule number one, don't buy what you need. Right, now this is a very simple rule. Most of you might say, well, I'm doing this already, and I would like to disagree that you're not. Maybe you are, I'm not judging, but I, I don't think you are. Many people do think they need stuff or some stuff, but they don't actually need it. Now, we are going to address how to, you know, uh, a variation of this rule in rule number two. But you should note that it's very important to buy with your head, not with your emotions, not with any sort of like societal pressure, but mainly to buy because you have made the rational choice to buy something and you have explained it to yourself or compared the pros and cons and then only you buy the product. The usage of products that an individual buys uh, should be considered. Because many people think they, as I already said, they need stuff that they don't really do not need or as an individual it doesn't really move them anywhere. For example, we are talking about cigarettes, booze or other vices. I'm not saying you should never drink alcohol from now on. 
I'm just saying that whenever buying a beer or two, you should think about what it really does to you. And if you need it, if you don't need to drink, then well, don't drink. If you are on a social occasion sitting with friends and you want to just kind of chill out, perfectly fine. Have a beer, have two, have a cigarette. I don't know what you do with your friends, but, you know, it's perfectly fine. It's just that some people, you know, they just buy alcohol casually. Like, I'm just going to have it at home. And and it's like, why would you do that? Why is that necessary? Why is that important to you as an individual? I think personally it has more cons than pros. You let me know. Maybe not. Maybe you have a different opinion about it. The main problem is that everything these days costs money. Right, So you should really think about what are you exactly buying with that money. Where is your purchase purchasing power supposed to be focused? Where are you supposed to be focusing your finances into? And again, you should always compare the pros and cons of the product with how much it costs. Right, There should be a ratio. There should be something that you say like, okay, this brings some pros but many cons. And at, on top of that, it costs too much. It's like, why would you then buy it? And many people do and still think like, oh, well, I I only buy what I need. Well, I'm sorry to say, but you're not actually. I'm sorry to say. I'm sorry to be truthful. Now, the rule number two that I mentioned is that buy reusable if needed. Otherwise, use it to its limits. Now, some things are better to be bought reusable and kind of, you know, you can just make do with it. I understand getting a brand new something is all nice and all, and it has many benefits. Like you have a much, 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 much lesser chance that it's going to break down or malfunction, which might be important. Uh, But many people buy things new or new things that they're going to really use for one or two occasions, special occasions. And they don't really think about that that product does not exactly have to work all the time. And if it just malfunctions, it can be replaced. Right. If you're, for example, let me let me give you an example. For example, you're buying a tool for garden work. Let's say for trimming something. Right. Think about how often are you going to use that tool, or some specialized tool in this case, so we have a better example. Right. Some specialized tool. I don't know. Some specialized garden tool. How much are you going to actually use it? Is it maybe simpler to just borrow it from somebody and pay him some money for it? Or do you want to buy a brand new expensive garden tool that you're going to have at home? If, of course, the price isn't uh, too high, well, buy new. Okay, sure. Or maybe you want to find reusable. Reusable stuff always costs less. And if you're not going to use it that much, then why do you have the necessity to buy something that is exclusively new when you know you're going to use it once or twice per year? If you have a tool, let's say, if you have something that you're going to uh, use for a long time, okay, buy a new one. But also think about whether buying um, something that is reusable doesn't fulfill its goal. Let, let's talk cars, for example. Many people buy new cars, right? And you could make the argument that you're going to use the car a lot and therefore you would like it to be new. And that's pretty pretty fine. You know, that's, that's a good argument and that, that's a very good question to ask. Should you buy used cars or should you buy new cars when you know you're going to use that car often? My answer is used cars. You can find automobiles of that given type, one or two years used, right? Still intact, still fully functional. It has just been used by somebody, right? 
for a much, 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 much cheaper price, mainly concerning automobiles, mainly concerning automobiles which are very expensive these days, right? You, you, you don't have to have a new flashy Mercedes if you're going to just drive it around. If you're a Mercedes fan and you want to go and take it to, a, I don't know, a ring where you will just kind of race with it, uh, okay, sure, buy a Mercedes. I wouldn't do it, but go ahead, buy it. But if you're just going to use it as means of transportation, think about whether a cheaper car or a lower shelf car doesn't get you where you need and basically fulfills its purpose. Cars have a purpose. They get you from point A to point B un unless you have a very specialized car. That is the most usage many people have on a car. They get you from point A to point B. And it's all nice having a nice big car that is luxurious, looks nice. But think about it. Is that really important? Uh, so you will pay, I don't know, 30, 40, 50% more for that car. In some cases, even 60 and 70. Like right now, I'm in the process of buying a car, right? And I am not even thinking about going to a place where they sell new cars because I just don't find it useful. I, I don't find that that's something that uh, you should do. I mean, I, I'm going to buy probably a used car, right? I'm going to buy a used, not a new one. I'm going to buy a used car that's one or two years used or free that has that is still pretty functional in a good state. And I know I'm going to have that car for three to five years and then probably maybe get another used one because you are essentially i'm saving money i'm saving money on something that does its job and it's cheaper it's amazing it's amazing but people still buy new cars right so uh, you know and another thing for example clothes right you know you could make or start with the memes about supreme and shirts and kanye and be quirky but do you really need flashy clothes I mean, clothes are something that, again, serve a purpose. You, you are clothed in order to serve a purpose. If you're going, for example, for a formal occasion, then yes, okay, buy a suit. Suits are expensive, but you're going for that formal occasion, so it is required of you to have a suit. But for daily use, I mean, jeans and some very basic shirt, it's probably all you need. You don't need to spend millions, not millions, but thousands on new clothes. That's no one really going to notice. Like... I like I know the clothes are supposed to be good. Again, don't buy just the cheapest stuff you find there. That's the minimalist way. That's that's the that's the minimalist thing that people would do or, or tend to do when they say they're minimalist. A conscious consumer is somebody who 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 thinks about like okay, let's say a pair of jeans costs sixty dollars and a pair of jeans costs thirty dollars. They look almost identical. There is not a big difference. Let's say that even the comfort is not really that bad in both of them. Both of them are comfy. Both of them, let's say, come from brands which do produce good clothes. Many people might go for the $60 jeans because, well, I don't fucking know. Because they're more flashy. That's the bottom line. They're more flashy. Why don't you just make do with those $30 jeans and put them on and just wear them? Because they serve their purpose and they're cheaper again. And the third rule, the third rule that I wanted to say is that money is important, so guard it, but at the end of the day, it can really buy you everything. Money is important, and contrary to some beliefs, it is very important in today's age. It buys you many things, it gets you almost anywhere, and if you have a lot of it, you're feeling much more calm and secured, 
than if you have none of them. Let's just be real here. But keeping a healthy balance between earning money and some health, right? Uh, that is important. You can't really buy good health. You could say, like, I could pay for private health care, but do you really want to go to the hospital every now and then and just give them 100K so they can make you feel better? You, you, know, you know what I'm getting at, right? People who overwork themselves only for the fact to earn money don't really understand that they're overworking themselves. And if you're dead, you're, you don't really get to enjoy the money you have earned, right? You don't really have anything to do with the money you have earned you just fucking die that that's it that's the bottom line that's the end so keeping that healthy balance and that that's again something that every individual should you know uh craft for him or herself that is something every individual should do on his own it's not up to me to say like okay work eight hours rest eight hours somebody might have a other work life balance somebody else might have another uh sorry work life balance again it's up to the individual but at the same time don't spend recklessly this is this is not something that oh in order to keep myself happy i'm just going to spend all my money it is very very important to have some money saved you never know when something is going to hit we all remember corona right it it just hit like a blast nobody was really ready for it only the rich bankers but you know more on that later uh <clears throat> Nobody was really expecting it and suddenly people find themselves struggling. If somebody, let's say, during the time of Corona would have saved up money, let's say, that they can upkeep their lifestyle for a year, right? So their very hard emergency fund saving is that if I don't earn any money for a year, I can still survive. I think they would be much, much more calmer during the time of Corona. And I understand that everybody's financial situation is different and some people cannot really afford to save that much. Not everybody is earning six figures, right? But don't make the crappy choice of spending everything. Try to at least keep a healthy spending budget and try to save some money. Just put it into an emergency fund, just a fund which upkeeps itself and you can withdraw money anywhere from there. Keep a fund specifically for health. You never know when there are health complications going to come up and when you have to pay big bills. Have that somewhere. Have an emergency fund. Have this health thing. You can even go as far as to have a second emergency fund if something goes very south and you quickly need a lot of money. You can have that, right? And and the rest of the money after you saved, after you saved that month, it's amazing. You, you, you know exactly how much you can spend and you can feel pretty comfortable spending that money because you know you have you have it done, you have it saved. And if something happens, something very bad happens, there is nothing really that's going to, you know, make you on calm. Of course, every situation where a crisis occurs when it concerns finances, it's not good and it's not really beneficial for anybody really. But having an emergency fund come on it just keeps things things easier so so try to maintain that and that's my free rules that's all the free rules that i wanted to say and now the conclusion well the conclusion that we kind of should draw from this is that it's very important to be careful about money and your financial state and you should never depend on someone to just toss out toss money and you. you should only depend your on yourself when concerning finances you should never never depend on the state on the work on the government on any 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 factor only yourself and on keeping you alive 
right? Make sure to cut corners and save money if the opportunity is there, but don't go as far as to cut corners to the point that makes you super uncomfortable or something gets very complicated because you wanted to save a few bucks. That is my input. And the final thing is, you know, make sure your money is well kept and guarded by you. Track it, have reserves, have emergency funds, have some savings because you never know when shit will go south. You never know it. It might just happen from day to day. And if you are not ready, you're going to get uh, annihilated in the modern world. So that's that. Thank you so much. Uh, as I remind everybody at the end of the episode, we have a newsletter and uh, an episode update thing. So you can kind of sign up for that. You will receive it by email. Absolutely free, complimentary. Uh, the link is in the description of the podcast on the site. And uh, yeah, thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for listening to this episode. And you know, get that dope.